Welcome to the Queen City Church Podcast. We're so excited that you decided to join us, and we wanted to personally welcome you. Thank you so much for listening in today. Our goal is that this message will encourage you and give you practical steps for a relationship with God that keep getting better and better. Enjoy the message. We're in week three of a series that we're calling Things Jesus Never Said, where we're looking at some things that Jesus never said, but that maybe we think that he said, or that maybe we were taught that he said, or some things that if we were him and we were in his shoes, that we would say. And I wanna start this week by reading this amazing passage of scripture in Luke chapter 23. And we're gonna start in verse 32. And this is Jesus on the cross. And it says, two others, both criminals, were led out to be executed with him, him being Jesus. And it says this in verse 39, one of the criminals hanging beside him scoffs. So you're the Messiah, are you? Prove it by saving yourself and us too while you're at it. But the other criminal protested, don't you fear God? Even when you have been sentenced to die, we deserve, won't you underline that? We deserve to die for our crimes. But this man hasn't done anything wrong. Then he said, looking at Jesus, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus replied, I assure you, today you will be with me in paradise. Now today, if you're taking notes, we're going to be talking about this statement that Jesus never said, you get what you deserve. That's a statement that Jesus never said that you get what you deserve. Let's pray. God, we love you. We thank you for your word. God, right now, we invite you to speak to us. Help us to walk away from this different than when we walked in. And so God, that only happens not by good preaching, but through your word and through you speaking to us. And so God, we give you permission. We love you and we thank you for Jesus. And it's through Jesus we pray. Amen. Now, I must admit, this is kind of a confession of a pastor, that there is a part of me that likes it when other people get what they deserve when they do something wrong. Now, before you judge me, uh, I, I think you do too, but here's where I actually experience this the most. I experience this feeling when I'm driving. Now, when I'm driving, especially when I'm a law-abiding citizen that is driving the speed limit or even just a few miles per hour over the speed limit in the right lane, and then somebody speeds up behind me, proceeds to get about six to 12 inches away from my back bumper, and then aggressively goes into the other lane. You know, like the aggressive kind of over, and then speeds past me going 90, and the cherry on top of it all then looks over at me and gives me one of those looks of disgrace. Like I'm a 15 year old doing driver's ed, trying to get my learner's permit. Now, everything inside of me, when that happens to me, like I immediately enter into this uh, very intense moment of prayer and fasting to God. Like, God, if you are holy, if you are sovereign, if you are real, will you please, 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 please allow for a police officer to be right down the road? And then sometimes we all have that glorious moment 
where we see the flashing lights and a few miles down the road. And then when I see that and I'm like, is it the car? Is it the car? It is the car. And my reaction is, God, you are so good and your mercy endures forever. Yes, you get what you deserve. Now, when you read through the first four books of the New Testament, which are commonly known as the Gospels. It's Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And these are the four eyewitness accounts of Jesus's time on this earth. Now, when you read through the four Gospels, let me tell you what you never hear. You never hear Jesus say, you get what you deserve. You'll never find words that are written in red. And by the way, when you read those and you see words that are written in red, those are words that Jesus himself said. And if you look through that, you'll never find him saying, you get what you deserve. Front to back, over and over, time and time again, person after person, no matter the situation, no matter what people did, no matter their background, their status, no matter what mistakes that they made, you'll discover that Jesus constantly gives people what they didn't deserve. Now, the theological word for this is the word grace. And it's a beautiful word. It's an important word. But I'm convinced that so many people don't fully understand what grace really is. In fact, I'm convinced that so many Christians, people that have made the decision to follow Jesus, don't fully understand grace. And today, here's my burden. My burden today is to help you understand grace. So here's my definition of grace. Grace is the free, undeserved, unearned kindness and favor of God. Grace is the free, undeserved, unearned, kindness and favor of God. And so let's break down that statement. I've got three points. Number one is that grace is free. Grace is free. And I love what Romans chapter three, verse 23 and 24 says. It says, everyone has sinned and is far away from God's saving presence, but by the free gift of God's grace, all are put right with him through Christ Jesus, who sets them free. And I love that this translation uses that word gift because the word grace in the original Greek is the word charis. And that word charis literally means gift. So even in the name, God wanted to make sure that we understood that grace is a free gift. And a gift by definition is free. You never receive a birthday gift or an anniversary gift or today a Mother's Day gift. And then somebody says, okay, well, that will be $86. Like that never happens. You never get a gift. And then somebody says, okay, well, now you got to pay for it. No. Once you pay for a gift, it is no longer free. Therefore, it is no longer a gift. And grace is a free gift that is available to every single person breathing on planet Earth. But make no mistake about it, grace is free, but it is not cheap. Because for you to experience grace, somebody has to pay your bill. 
Somebody has to pay the debt that is created by your sin and your mistakes. See, grace costs you and me nothing. It's free. But grace, it costs God everything. It costs him his one and only son. And because of what Jesus did on the cross, your bill and your debt is paid in full. And get this, get this, get this. You can't buy what's already paid for. So you can't buy it. It's free. In fact, write this down. Grace is God giving you a gift that you can never give yourself. That's what grace is. Grace is God giving you a free gift that you don't have to pay for. That's already been paid for. That you can never give yourself. Grace is free. Number two, grace is undeserved. It's undeserved. That means that there's nothing that we can do to deserve grace. In Romans chapter 11, verses 5 and 6, it describes God's grace as his undeserved kindness. So you can see it right there. It says God's grace, his undeserved kindness. And then it goes on to say in verse 6, and since it is through God's kindness, then it is not by their good works. You, you, you don't earn it. For in that case, God's grace would not be what it really is, free and undeserved. So let this sink in deep today. That you cannot, you cannot, I cannot deserve grace. Jonathan Edwards, back in the 1700s, he painted this beautiful word picture when he said, you can no more deserve grace than a spider web can stop a falling rock. Now think about that. That's beautiful. That's a beautiful word picture of that the fact that we can't deserve grace, that you can no more deserve grace than a spider web can stop a falling rock. In other words, you and I, we cannot deserve grace. And when we first get saved, and when we first give our lives to Jesus, I think we understand this. But five, 10, 20 years later, after all the good things that we've done, after we have the, our resume of being a really good Christian, it's easy to start to buy into the lie that now I deserve grace more than I did back then. And the longer that we are in this thing called following Jesus, and I want to talk to the people directly that maybe you've been following Jesus for a long time because God put you on my heart this week, is that the longer that we find ourselves following Jesus, I think it's easy to make it all of a sudden about what we do instead of what Jesus has done. And so, but I want us to look at what the Bible says in Isaiah chapter 64, in verse six, it says this, it says, we are all infected and impure with sin. That when we display our righteous deeds, us being good, the Bible says that they are nothing but filthy rags. And I had some people help me get this rag that once was nice and, and, and white and pure and clean. And now all of a sudden it's stained and it's got dirt all over it. And here's what the Bible says. This verse, it says that without grace, this is the best life that we could offer. 
that this is the best life that you and I can live, that this is the best performance that you and I can put in without grace. But get this, God's response to our filthy rags is grace. That's because grace is getting what you deserve the least but need the most. That's some good news. That grace is getting what you deserve the least but need the most. So grace is free. Grace is undeserved. And number three, Grace is unearned. Grace is unearned. In Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 and 9, it says, God saved you by his grace when you believed, and you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. That salvation is not a reward for the good things that we have done. So none of us can boast about it. Listen, you and I, we cannot earn grace. Because to earn something means that you can find the equivalent. Here's what I mean by that. So if you have a job, the amount of money that you get paid on your paycheck, whether you get paid on the 1st or 15th, you get paid every week, you get paid once a month, whatever that paycheck is, the amount of money that you get paid is equivalent to the time that you put in and the work that you do. So you earn that money. You earn that money based on the time that you put in and the work that you do. And here's what we got to understand. As much as we try, as much as we do, and as much time as we put in, we can never earn grace. To earn grace is as ridiculous of an idea as planning your own surprise party. That once you plan your surprise party, it's no longer a surprise. And once you earn grace, it is no longer grace. So you cannot do enough good things to earn grace. You can't give enough money to earn grace. You can't go to church enough to earn grace. You can't read your Bible enough. You can't pray enough to earn grace. You can't serve enough. You can't jump on the dream team enough to serve Uh, to, to earn grace, and that's because grace is not something to achieve. Grace is something to receive. It's really important for us to understand that, that grace is not something for us to achieve, that grace is something to receive. Grace is the free, undeserved, unearned kindness and favor of God. And I don't think that there's a better example of this in the Bible than the man in Luke chapter 23 that we read at the very beginning of this message. This criminal who, unlike Jesus, deserved to be executed on the cross because of the mistakes that he had made. See, you got to understand that crucifixions, that that way of death was reserved for the worst of the worst. is the most painful, most humiliating, and most expensive way to die. And this criminal, who, by the way, is fully aware, he even said it himself, that he's getting what he deserves. And he says to Jesus, remember me. And I remember when, when I see that, and I read this, and something inside of me, I'm telling you, it, it's that same side of me that wants people on the road to get what they deserve, that same side of me comes out because I'm like, who do you think that you are? That you've lived your life this way? 
that you've made the choices that you've made, that you've made the mistakes that you made, that you've lived your own way your whole entire life. No, you get what you deserve. But look at what Jesus says. Jesus says in verse 43, he says, I assure you, today you will be with me in paradise. He doesn't say you get what you deserve. He extends grace. And he gave grace to a guilty criminal that couldn't do a single thing to deserve it or to earn it. He couldn't do a single good work. He couldn't join a church. He couldn't get baptized. He couldn't lift his hands in worship because his hands were nailed to a cross. He couldn't give any money. He couldn't serve on a dream team. He couldn't clean up his life. He couldn't make any changes. He literally could do nothing to deserve it or to earn it. He was fully, 100% saved by grace. And here's what we have to get today. Here's what we have to understand is that his story, that criminal on the cross is our story. That his story is my story. That his story is your story. And because there's nothing that we can do to deserve grace. And there's nothing that we can do to earn grace, that it's free. Because Jesus, here's why. Because Jesus got what he didn't deserve. We get what we don't deserve, grace. The free, undeserved, unearned kindness and favor of God. Let me close with this story. In the 1700s, there was a man by the name of John Newton who lost his mother at a young age. And because of this tragedy that he faced at a young age, it led him down a very dark road that got him into a lot of trouble and a lot of immorality where he eventually found himself involved of all things human trafficking, where he literally traded thousands of African slaves, men, women, and children for profit. And one night at sea, he experienced a violent storm that threatened to sink his boat. And when that happened, he fell to his knees and he begged God to get him through the storm. And here's the deal, God saw him through the storm. He answered his prayer. And then eventually he gave his life to Jesus and he experienced the free gift of grace and he received that gift. And he began to change his life and he got out of the human trafficking business. And then later of all things, he became a pastor. And while he was a pastor, he eventually wrote a song that hundreds of years later would become one of the most famous hymns of all time that would be sung all around the world in tons of different languages. And this song that would end up being such a famous song, it was a song all about grace. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I 
was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. This song, written by a former human trafficker, Amazing grace. What makes grace so amazing is that it shouldn't even exist. Grace is the free, undeserved, unearned kindness and favor of God. I want you to bow your head and close your eyes. Maybe you're here and you've never received this free gift of grace. Here's the amazing thing today. You can do that right now. You don't have to wait. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to earn it. You can't deserve it. All you have to do is receive it. And you can receive grace right now. Or maybe you're here and you have received God's free gift of grace, but over time, things have drifted. And now it's about your performance and what you do. Not just what Jesus did, it's more become about you and what you're doing and how good you are and how you're trying to earn it now. And I want you to understand that maybe today you need to remember that you need grace right now just as much as you did the first day that you made a decision to follow Jesus. Because listen, we never graduate from grace. We only go deeper and deeper into grace. So maybe you've been following Jesus for one year or five years or 10 years or 20 years or 50 years. But today, 
you need to remember that it's just as free. It's just as undeserved and it's just as unearned as that very first day. And so today, if you're here and you know that today you need to receive grace, whether that's for the first time or you need to receive grace fresh today and you need to receive it all over again, just pray this in your heart. Just say, Jesus, today I receive your grace. I need you. I love you. I'm sorry if I've lived my life without you. I'm sorry if I've made this whole thing about my performance. Will you come live inside me? Change me. Will you make me brand new? I surrender my whole life to you. I give you my life. And I choose to follow you. And today, I receive your grace. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for joining us today. If this message has changed your perspective on God or life, feel free to email your story to info at queencitypeople.com. We'd love to celebrate the change happening in your life. We'd also love to pray for you. If you have any prayer requests, big or small, head over to queencitypeople.com slash prayer and fill out the form with as much detail as you'd like. For more information about Queen City Church's service times, location, or events, visit queencitypeople.com or follow us on social media platforms at Queen City People. 